Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and boy, has Hollywood been busy while I stepped away for a few days. Tenet is out in most countries, movies are still getting delayed, and Batman got coronavirus. Let's get to it. So we will start with the biggest story, which is Tenet, having now been released in China and in America for over a week, and in Europe for around two. In Europe, the numbers have actually been decent and holding well. For China, the numbers are still a bit down, but as of now, it's around 50 million, which is better than what Dunkirk did back in 2017. The main issue where Tenant is having money problems is domestically. Currently, between the United States and Canada, the number is at 30 million, which is less than expected. For Warner Brothers, anyway. This has resulted in a few things happening. First, Warner Brothers is not doing daily numbers for Tenant and only giving updates on the weekends. Along with this, they fudged the numbers last weekend by saying, oh, Tenant made 20 million, but that's if you include the 11 million Canada made the weekend before, not in that weekend period. Uh, if we look at that three-day period, it made around 9 million. So seeing how Tenant is doing per day right now is impossible, and we can only look at weekly numbers to see where it stands, which worldwide is now at 200 million. I do have an issue with how Warner Brothers has been playing this, and I also fail to see why they are surprised by the low numbers. First, they have already said they expect a softer opening, and the movie will play in theaters longer to balance it out. So far, that seems to be the case. As for the low numbers, we heard for weeks and weeks that no studio would release the movie while New York and California theaters were closed, as they make the majority of the money. If you remember listening to this podcast in, in May and June... That was a reason why Tenant just didn't open in, say, Texas and Florida. You know, while other theaters were starting to open up. It's like, no, no, we got we got to wait for the big market. Well, you know, guess what? New York is still closed and only parts of California are starting to reopen uh, their theaters, like Orange County and San Francisco. LA, on the other hand, is still closed. So, you know, Hollywood themselves can't go to a theater and watch it. And look, AMC and Regal can boast about being open in most of America. Uh, but with the two uh, main moneymakers still closed, what did? why did they expect better numbers? I don't know what Warner Brothers was thinking uh, this would make without a pandemic, but domestically at most, this would have been around $300 million, at most, really. Uh, which seems unlikely, as a lot of people are complaining it is too confusing and the audio mix is bad. Now, for the audio mix being bad, I mean, that's not surprising. If anyone went to see Dunkirk, you know the audio mix was bad. So at this rate, I, I think Tenet will still make $300 million worldwide at least, um, as it still has New York, California domestically, and worldwide it still has Mexico as a main co- country that still hasn't opened yet. Uh, it'll be getting it this week. After 300 though, it's going to be a slow crawl to 400 mil if it can even make it there. So with Tenet numbers so far, it has also caused another reaction, and that is Wonder Woman 1984 getting pushed again, this time to Christmas Day. Not only that, but as of now, Dune is still set for December as well, and the studio feels that there is space for both movies during the holidays. Now, their logic is not wrong. Holiday movies typically leg it out to February, so with the pandemic, that should not change. Also, with Top Gun moved to next summer, Warner Brothers has free reign over this time period. I just find it risky releasing two blockbuster movies within a week of each other during the pandemic. Personally, I think Dune does get bumped to January, but we'll have to see how the pandemic is during November. 
Looking at another studio who has publicly commented on the situation, Sony has said that they will not be releasing their blockbuster movies until the pandemic is near or at its end. At a Bank of America event, Sony Pictures chairman Tony Vinscara had this to say, quote, What we won't do is make the mistake of putting a very, very expensive 200 million movie out on the market unless we're sure the theaters are open and operating at significant capacity. You'll see a lot of strange things happen over the next six months in how films are released, how they're scheduled, how they're marketed, but once we get back to normal, we will have learned a lot and I think, uh, I think and found ways to do things that are somewhat different and hopefully better. End quote. I think that moving all their movies to next spring at the earliest kind of showed this, but look, if they can hold over until then, then good for them. By next spring, a vaccine should be out and have been distributed for a while, so while the pandemic will not be over, it will be on its way out. I also think after how Disney and Warner Brothers have been moving their movies around the past few months and the results over the past few weeks, uh, Sony and even Universal's moves have been the smartest. Yeah, it's going to be tight year for both studios, but they don't have the headache of how to release these movies. They simply push them the next year, and if the vaccine's out, release them. If not, push it back a few more months, and that's it. For movies resuming production, Warner Brothers hit a speed bump in their filming of The Batman, where Robert Patterson tested positive for the virus. Not much else is known at the moment, except that filming has stopped for at least a few more days. I hope Mr. Patterson has a PD recovery and does not have any lingering issues due to the virus. For Warner Brothers, they have been having a few, uh, rough few weeks with everything going on. They need to be more decisive with what they do next. Between pushing out Tenant and then not releasing data because it doesn't look good, uh, they need to toughen up testing and make sure all the cast and crew are safe for filming. And for release dates, set a date and stick with it. Out of the five main studios, they are the only ones looking like they're running around with their heads chopped off. Looking at some other domestic numbers, the New Mutants is not holding great with it, making 2.1 million this weekend for a current domestic total of 15.3 million. On the bright side, it has passed unhinged, with it only making 1.5 million for a current total of 13.8 million. Bill and Ted Face the Music is still making a bit of money, with it making 265,000 this weekend for a total of 2.78 million. Note, this does not include the money made from PVOD sales and rentals. There was also a new release this week from Sony with The Broken Heart Gallery. While they said their blockbusters would not be released during the middle of a pandemic, small movies like this can. Having bought it for $8 million, it's a smaller risk for them, and its opening weekend numbers came in at $1.1 million. For any normal release, that would have been terrible, but for Sony, it's not the worst. If it can finish around $4 to $5 million by the end of its run, VOD sales and selling at the streaming service should net the studio a small profit. Now let's talk about the Chinese box office, which has been a lot more interesting. As we talked about earlier, uh, while Tenant was doing less than expected, it is still doing well, passing $50 million and should make it to $60, $65 million before National Day and the whole slew of Chinese movies take over the screens. The 800 made $21 million over the weekend, with its total at $387 million. Really strong numbers, which makes me think how the movies coming out on National Day could be even stronger. At this rate, it's very likely that a Chinese movie will be number one worldwide by the end of the year, unless either an outbreak in China shuts theaters down, or Black Widow or James Bond actually stays and releases in theaters in November. But while that's all well and good, let's talk about the actual talk of the town, Mulan. Disney's Mulan finally debuted in the market, and it was it was made for, and uh, it opened to $23 million. It felt more like an egg on its face, and on the face of Disney. 
I'll break down the issues with Mulan in the VOD premium section, but to put it simply here, the Chinese audience did not like the movie. Their reviews have been weak, and the state media have published articles saying the movie is poor and does not capture the Chinese spirit. While I was once hoping to have big numbers in the country, Disney will be lucky if Mulan finishes with $50 million by the end of its run, which seems less and less likely by the day. For movie delays, we got another one with Candyman moving out of October, with Universal holding for a release sometime in 2021. I will say I was kind of surprised by this because Candyman was not going to be a huge mega hit. I mean, even if it did $50 million domestic, that would have been pretty good. Uh, at this point, unless Paramount puts A Quiet Place Part 2 back into 2020, we will not have any horror movies for October. Before I move on to VOD Premium, I just want to wrap up this section with what I think happened with the weak numbers. I think for box office numbers to improve dramatically domestically, there needs to be a simple, crowd-pleasing movie for people to go see. Look, The New Mutants, no one was really clamoring to go to theaters to see that, and the reviews for it were shit. Tenant, while reviews critically were good, word of mouth is more mixed. As for Mulan, that is getting a poor reception, so if it was released in theaters here, it would not have done well. I think Warner Brothers really wanted a solid shot would be to release Wonder Woman first. It's a hell of a lot riskier, but at least then we could have a clear answer if people want to go to theaters or not. Looking at the rest of the year, Black Widow and Bond could definitely bring people in. Recognizable brands, simple enough movies, but that is if MGM and Disney hold, and there are already rumors Disney may be looking at bumping back Black Widow. So Netflix has been on a buying spree, spree this week. At the Toronto Film Festival, they have spent $30 million to buy Malcolm and Marie, the first movie completely shot in quarantine, starring John David Washington and Zendaya. The next movie they bought is Bruised, which is an MMA movie that is also Halle Berry's directorial debut. It's not finished, and it's still a work in progress, but Netflix did buy the rights for it for $20 million. Finally, Netflix also bought Pieces of a Woman, starring Vanessa Kirby and Shia LaBeouf. While the announcement spent on it was not disclosed, the movie is already generating hype, with Vanessa Kirby winning Best Actress at the Venice Film Festival. So overall, a lot of moves here for Netflix, and they need to keep doing it. If, they, you know, if you can't start up production on new stuff right now because of the pandemic, you gotta open up that wallet and start buying movies. That's what they're doing, you know? Uh, this time last year, Disney Plus didn't exist, HBO Max didn't exist, Peacock didn't exist. Uh, it's a lot tougher competition now, so it makes sense. Finally, the last story for the episode is Mulan. Disney has had a rough week with the release of Mulan, and a lot of it deserved. So it came out on Premiere Access last week on Disney Plus, and the reception has been uh, poor. While the critic reviews on it were okay, the audience reception has been terrible. This is due to the fact that the movie is simply not good. I watched it myself, and I may do a review on it at a different time, but overall it's not good. So on one hand, you have fans of the animated movies upset. This is nowhere near as good as the f uh, that one. Then, with another group, you have that people have been protesting the movie since last year, got new info about how some shots uh, were filmed in the city where Muslims are being sent to camps or facilities. With this info, the push to boycott the movie was pushed again even harder all throughout the week and did get some traction in the news media. Then you have the fact that the movie where it was kind of made for, aka China, fans there did not like the movie either. And I don't blame them, as the movie is not good and the war scenes in the movie, the Chinese have done it better in their own movies, so why would they enjoy a subpar version? All I can say for Mulan 
is it's a movie that tried to please everyone. It pleased no one. It's not a faithful adaptation to the animated movie, so those fans are not happy. But it's not a through-and-through well-done Chinese action movie, so people in China are not happy. I think what Disney should have done is make the movie in the style of the Wuha uh, Chinese action movies with the story of Mulan. At the very least, if it's well done, yes, it's focused on China, but it could introduce Western audiences to a whole new type of movies that they have not experienced before. At least then, there is a purpose for this movie existing. That's my take on it. As for the filming in the same area as the camp's facilities, we don't know when those scenes were shot, but if they were when the news of what was happening there was coming out, like all the reports, the drone shots, then they should have moved locations to avoid controversy. If they filmed before that, I don't blame them. For people heavily invested in that issue, it's understandable that when they see the credits and then, you know, they thank the city, blah, 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 it hurts them and makes them angry. So yeah, overall, Warner Brothers and Disney, uh, who are both trying to release movies during the pandemic, are having a hard fucking time doing it. And all for different reasons. And that'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. What did you think of Mulan? Was it any good? Or did you think the price was too high and did not buy it? Let me know on Facebook. Link to it in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and see you next time. Yeah.